Yeah, we, we've been recording. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Just Nas Science Podcast, where each episode we find the worst science-related posts on social media and get just a little salty about them. I'm Lauren. And I'm Nick. And with each episode, we have three goals. The first is to promote critical thinking. The second is to educate. And the third is to make you laugh. This is a comedy podcast after all. And this episode, we want to answer the question, is climate change a scam? Nah. So we begin with our first keyboard warrior who states, all one has to do is ask for the control group data and it will shut these global warming climate changers down because they cannot provide any scientific control group data, period. You know, it's really <laughs> hard to, to give control group data considering that we live on the one earth we have and we're actively destroying it. So, but I mean, if you, technically um, we do have control data and it is any temperature records or CO2 records from before the Industrial Revolution, so around you know, pre-1950 or so. Um, yeah, I mean, basically pre-when we started really having a major impact on releasing carbon dioxide and, you know, combustion that releases carbon. So I'd say that'd be a good starting point. I I really want to know, where does, where does this guy get the notion that just because we might, in his eyes, we don't have control group data, then it means that, what we're doing isn't actually affecting the planet. Right. Or like, or there isn't any data like showing us trends. I mean, you could still see trends and data happening. And, and what's the worst that could happen if we, we move all, to greener stuff? Up. No, I'm saying if we move to like greener technology, greener energy, well, oh my God, we all breathe cleaner air. They're coming for our taxes, oh. folks. Oh, oh my God. Listen, the Green New Deal, all they want to do is take your tax money. Do not let it happen. Stop. People are going to think you're serious. I, I am dead serious. No, I mean, it, it, I've seen that tweet so many times that, oh, they're just coming for your taxes. They just want your tax money. It's not like this money goes into the pockets of the politicians. It, like, you know where it does go? Do, do you know? Money for what exactly? Like money that uh, carbon taxes that they impose. No. It goes to remodeling and revamping the current infrastructure and energy system we have it goes towards creating jobs hmm. but but like fossil fuel jobs or no renewable what okay i'm just making sure i don't know what do you think we're doing this for i'm just saying you said renewing the infra- current infrastructure Our current infrastructure uh, is next tweet. carbon global warming is sold by the fake media as real Tell CNN to start talking about the chemtrails and the weather control modifications. Oh, lordy. This is an oldie but goodie topic. Because I remember when I was a kid, my uncle talking about weather control and clouds. And I won't say which uncle, but I always remembered that comment and conversation. And now I'm starting to see it on the social media. Because that was, that was pre-social media. So. People, people, really be do, like, people really be thinking that planes are just giving off chemicals like right so population well, control and all this shit like, but for anyone who doesn't know what chemtrails are like refers to the trails basically left in the sky by jets and you know that that line of like white you see from jets but you know so if you if you google this and you look at wikipedia 
Wikipedia straight up calls <laughs> chemtrails erroneous. You know, it's a problem if Wikipedia is saying your idea is erroneous. In all fairness, anybody can edit Wikipedia. I can I can edit Wikipedia tomorrow and just be like, chemtrails are to make people sterile. Yeah, like, but I can, for I can chemtrails to call you a fake liar when it's Wikipedia, then I mean, I think that is... What the I fuck should. is a fake liar? <laughs> or like a fake, I don't know. You know what I mean. Listen... I'm calling out people who are making bad tweets. I'm going to call out you too. <laughs> you ain't safe. Nobody's safe. Um, Hide your y- kids. Hide your <laughs> I, I really want to know when people say that chemtrails are for um, population control, is it to make you sterile or to make you more fertile? Like, <laughs> oh which, which direction is this going? I need answers. <laughs> like you think... People like are just living their life, and jet passes by, and it's just like people be getting pregnant. Like, I, how do you think? What do you think this is? I guess the air you breathe. You know, you just breathe in that sperm. Like, I don't know. What? Is that how Jesus was made? <laughs> that's, clearly, that's immaculate conception right there. Anyway, um, I I did see a few questions about. Um, you know, weather control and all this kind of stuff. And I, and I looked it up and it turns out that in 2018, there was a research article talking about the use of short pulse lasers for weather control. And all that, all that article said was technology is getting better and maybe in the future we can, you know, control these things a little bit better. Um, but there are people who really think that the government is controlling the weather and, well, I feel like you're going to say something. Yeah, you're sorry. Just I waiting just, to cut I, me off. I just inhaled very sharply. But, okay, so if the government control weather, then why wouldn't we stop really damaging storms that cost a ton of money? That was my... I was going to say that. <laughs> that was my yeah, thing. You were taking too long to get to the point, and I feel like that's a really good point to make. Yes, I know. I was the one who was going to make it. Oh, shit, I can't have anything nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, the government spends a shit ton of money in relief efforts from, you know, natural disasters and everything. You would think that, let's, let's just pretend the government doesn't care about people and they only care about having more money. If that was the case, why wouldn't they want to prevent these natural disasters from occurring if we had the technology? Um, it turns out that we've spent a lot of money on natural disasters in fact since 1980 there have been 254 or 257 natural disasters that have cost each one billion dollars in damages Mm-mm-mm. and it, i don't don't do that and it's between the, all these natural disasters all 250 some on natural disasters uh we've spent 1.7 trillion dollars in damages or or rebuild efforts it, you would think that the government would want that back and that's not even including the storms that cause you know 999 million not that's just 1 billion and above so it, it's a shit ton of money that the government's losing it's wild do you know why they don't use weather control because it doesn't exist yeah because yeah, they can't they can't <laughs> do it um so that's that. 
I think I think this is my favorite tweet, and it it says a lot of people are talking about how. No, this isn't a tweet. This is just my notes. I did see a lot of <laughs> I did see a lot of people talking about how recently uh, former President Barack Obama had bought a waterfront home, as if that is somehow proof that climate change is fake. So he's like, you know, he's a multimillionaire, so he could burn some money on enjoying a home they like for a couple of years before it's destroyed. Okay, like they're living their best lives now. So that they are. Leave them be. I, I, no, I'm all for it. Buy whatever the fuck house you want. But people, climate change deniers are using this as some type of evidence that like, oh, well, because Barack is a uh, he's a Democrat and he bought waterfront property. That must mean he's not worried about sea level rise. Well, I mean, I'm certainly not going to buy waterfront property. You know, that's going to be my only home. So I wouldn't do that. But I'm sure it's not his only home. So, you know, wh- whatever. If you think that that home doesn't have some underground bunker if shit gets bad, you're out of your mind. Why would you want an underground bum- bunker if it could flood? It's not going to flood. It's like a, a bug out room. Next tweet. <laughs> it's, not, it's probably up on stilts is what it is. These alarmists will look a cooling trend dead in the eye and blame it on warming. They will tell us that cold days don't mean anything, all the while shouting about every fake hot record-breaking day. And it's like, you're telling me that the weather is wrong? Like, like you could just like walk outside and know it's hot, like, right? Also, this is super relevant, being like, what just happened with Australia today or yesterday? I don't know what day they're in versus us right now, but um, they had, like, the hottest day ever in his, their history, ever. It was like 113 degrees. I feel like there are places that have been higher than that. In their history. Oh, in their history. I was going to say Nevada gets like that. Not like, like on the weather map, their whole country was like a dark red, and you're just like, ooh, they have no relief whatsoever. <laughs> but like, I don't know. This just makes me so annoyed because, yeah, like, hey, we still get cold days. That's why it's called climate change. Yeah, All right? we, we did change it from... Uh, global warming to climate change because people couldn't handle the concept that you know the w- weather works both ways or people don't understand the difference between weather and climate actually um, which is very annoying so so we'll touch on that right now so weather doesn't equal climate weather is the day-to-day state of the atmosphere like things like moisture wind speed temperatures right day-to-day And climate is the weather of a place averaged over a long period of time, often over 30 years, right? So the way I explain this to my class is weather is what am I going to wear today? And climate is what's in my entire closet? Like what's in my wardrobe, right? Because if I lived in Miami, I wouldn't have snow boots and a snow jacket in my closet. I wouldn't have that in my, you know, wardrobe. But being that I live in the Northeast, I have that. Um, so I could pick that out when I need it. But yeah, I also have shorts and T-shirts for summer as well. So, you know, it's an overall long-term trend. My closet is mostly Borat-style man thongs. <laughs> it's very cold. Just can't get him to get rid of them. <laughs> but what I don't understand about this tweet is that like, 
okay, there, first of all, I haven't seen a cooling trend in a long time, like an actual trend, not just like a couple of days in winter that are cold. Yeah, that's normal. But what's not normal is these record-breaking hot days happening over and over and over again in a short period of time. That's I, not I, I normal. Wanna go, I want to go back for this guy who calls all the fake hot record break. I just, just have a thermometer. Like, if you don't believe <laughs> what people are telling you, like, this is a really simple solution. Just... Look at your phone, or if you think the gov- the phone is lying to you, the government's infiltrating the phone, just have your thermometer. Like, it, it is not hard to verify. I don't know. I think people just will see the data they want to see that goes along with their beliefs and agendas. I want to talk about statistics eventually, but I think this is a good time to discuss how data is collected and from where. And a lot of data that, you know, I look at personally comes from NASA's website. Um, and if you go to our website under show notes, uh, you can find the links to anything that I, we talk about here. But temperatures literally recorded by multiple groups like the uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the Climate Research Unit, and NASA. And they all have consistent, similar data about temperature rise. Um, most of the temperature rise has to do with CO2 level increases since the late 1950s and the industrial revolution, as I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Although most of the warming has occurred in the last 30 years. It's actually very jarring. Like if you just Google the Keeling's curve. Which is on the most recent blog post on climate change. So if you go to our website. Yeah, we have a link. The, no, it's just I put the image <laughs> as as right. of but December if, 17th or 18th or something. If you Google, you can you can change um, the amount of data you look at. So you can look at the last, um, you can look at the day, you could the last six months, two years, and you can go all the way back to like 800,000 years because we use ice core data a lot of time to measure, you know, carbon dioxide and the atmosphere, what, the, what was in the air at the time you know, a long, long time ago. But it is amazing if you look at the long-term record. I think most people won't even notice the point the graph is making because people probably won't even see the line that goes up to present day because it looks like just the side of the graph. Like you, like you said, it goes up so sharply uh, towards the end. Yeah, and this but- graph is about carbon dioxide. I don't know if I made that clear. Carbon dioxide levels in, in the atmosphere. But the Keeling curve that's on our website is from the, uh, I think it starts at 1800s. So the the rise starting in mid-1950s is much more noticeable and prominent because you see it over a shorter period of time than 800,000 years ago, which I think is a little gratuitous. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know the data went that far back. Yeah, because I mean, people always make the statement like, oh... The Earth, you know, goes through natural warming and cooling cycles, ice ages and not. Yes, that is without a doubt true. And you can see those rises and dips, right? Those um, warming and cooling periods in this long-term data. And then you see the data from present day. And it is like double the size of any other past warming trend we have ever had or CO2 levels we've ever had. It's not on the decline, which is... is starkly different from these natural cycles that the earth uh, has gone through previously where it gets warmer and then it gets cooler and and it does this for a while um in this is it is strictly rising right and and i get it the rising and cooling would sometimes happen over thousands of years but this this is unprecedented we have 
almost never, that data has never even reached 400 parts per million. And we are well over it now and consistently staying over it. We used to go to it and dip back down and go to it. Now we are just well over 400 parts per million. Okay. So we talked a lot about carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide's the devil. Um, <laughs> but what... The devil. What does carbon dioxide actually do to cause changes in climate? Carbon dioxide and um, methane, which... I'm going to talk about because there's something a little bit funny to me, at least, about methane. Uh, but these gases, they act as um, barriers to heat escaping the planet. And it maintains the temperature. It's almost like leaving the windows up in a, uh, in a car in the summer. Uh, uh, mm, great analogy. Yeah. R- right? Thank you. Uh, it, it literally... Almost like a greenhouse for plants. Well, that's going to do it for our podcast today. <laughs> No, um, you know, the, these gases, they they act as barriers and heat is trapped. So where do these gases come from? Um, well, CO2 is a byproduct of combustion, which is just a fancy way of saying burning anything with carbon. Most notably, fuel sources like coal. And methane comes from decomposition of waste in landfills. And you, you hear this a lot. People make fun of it like, oh, Cow farts are high in methane. We got to get rid of all the cows, but it's it's true. It's true. They yeah. We've up. I mean we've never had more livestock than like we do now with all these huge commercial farms, and it does have an impact. Do you ever see a video of somebody lighting their fart on fire? Do you know why it catches on fire? It's because it's high in methane. Contrary to farts that are really smelly, which are high, um, you know, have sulfur concentrations in them, so. You know, when people fart or when animals fart and you have these huge livestock farms, all that methane has to go somewhere. So you're saying these farms are highly flammable. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, you could <laughs> One lightning strike and that whole place is going up. <laughs> I mean, if they all farted simultaneously. <laughs> Which, you know what? I'm sure quite a few do. <laughs> I'm a child and, and I'm entertained by farts. Um, but but it is a real concern. Uh, you know, like I said, these gases are released and, and they rise up into the atmosphere and they sit there. Well, so if you look at what the budget exchange should be for incoming solar radiation from the sun. I don't know what that means. So I'm going to explain it. So the amount of energy that we have coming in from the sun typically should be about the amount, same amount of energy that is reflected back out. Okay, Mm -hmm. due to things like albedo effects, even off of clouds. What is albedo effect? Stop. Sorry. Well, you know, just white surfaces like clouds, ice. Why is it gotta be white? (laughs) Stop. So albedo effect is when the sun reflects off of white surfaces. Like, you know, you've seen the snow on a sunny day. The sun really reflects back up into your eyes. And that's part of the albedo effect, which is what kept the polar caps... (laughs) I'm so sorry. I just had (laughs) the thought of snow reflecting back and really by maliciously trying to blind you, like, oh, the white man got me again. (laughs) Just like. (laughs) You are insane. I'm trying to explain something and you just keep interrupting me. I'm so sorry. Please, Please start over. The albedo effect. All I'm trying to say is the amount of solar radiation coming in from the sun 
is about the amount that should be reflected out. Okay, we should have an equal amount of solar radiation that's absorbed and reflected back. And that's not happening now because of these greenhouse gases. Hey, they're getting more and more is getting trapped in. So, so really, we are giving off less energy than we're supposed to because we have a stronger greenhouse effect. Got it. Um, I think we need to move on. Jesus Christ. So uh, another effect, and we were talking about this before when we brought up the Obamas, is sea level rise. Um, but some people aren't really sure on how the sea level will actually rise and by how much. And as the temperature rises, ocean temperature rises with it because it's part of the Earth. And ice sheets are at greater risk, are, are at greatest risk for um, for melting. And they're expected to follow what's called a non-linear disintegration, meaning they're going to melt at a faster rate, even though the temperature is rising at a consistent pace. Um, so, what happens when these ice sheets melt? Well, a study published in the journal Nature, which is a very a prestigious journal predicts that meltwater from Antarctic ice sheets are, are expected to cause over three feet of sea level sea level rise by 2100. And I know it sounds far away, but if you think about it, it's really only 80 years. Mm. You know, think about the ch- children who are being born today will see over three le- feet of sea level rise in their lifetime. That's, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I know. And it, and if warming trends keep continuing, well. You know, what happens when you add heat to water into things? They expand, and that also adds to sea level rise and encroaching on coastlines and coastal cities. So, you know, if we don't, uh, you know, try to fix this old issue, then uh, we're going to just keep seeing compounded effects here. So sea level rise from temperature warming, we didn't mention it before, but as uh, temperatures rise as well, there's increase in desert surface area. In fact, uh, dry lands are already really sensitive to climate change, and they house nearly 40% of the global population, and they're at real risk of being destroyed. So you're losing viable land by increase in desert area, and now you're losing land because of rises to sea level. So what happens where all these people expected to go? Right, and I think this is this is a huge issue right now because we have millions of people that are being displaced um, by weather disasters. These climate refugees are starting to be coined, right? So since 2008, actually, an average of 24 million people have been displaced by weather disasters each year. That's each year since 2008. It's that many? And, Holy you know, fuck. It's something that hasn't necessarily been uh, addressed by the UN as like a formal issue that needs to be uh, addressed very quickly. And it uh, unfortunately tends to be a lot of um, poor, poverty-stricken areas that are hit first. And I think one of the reasons why it's probably not getting the attention it should. Hey, if you had a guess, what would happen if you put a lot of desperate people uh, in new areas that are unfamiliar to them? and they happen to have a culture that clashes with the natives, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, gee, it's hard to say in this hypothetical situation, but I feel like the people native to the area that the refugees are going to, like, might try to build a wall or, like, I don't know, like, push them back out or something. Or it might get violent. 
Yeah. Um, not only will it could it get violent because of differences in culture, but warmer temperatures themselves actually cause more violence. Um, there was a, a study that was put out, and heat rising or or people in stressful situations are more likely to turn violent in uh, warmer climates. So I get that, man. I'm hot and sweaty and uncomfortable. I am not a nice person. It's not It's not a coincidence that crime rates rise in the summer. Yeah, I, I get that. What What also do you think is rising with warmer temperatures or is up in the summer? The answer is disease. That wasn't a great question. Oh, but, no, I'm sorry. I wasn't sure where you were going with that. No, no one was. Um, <laughs> you know, disease is also a really important thing to keep in mind. Public health, you're, you're cramming all of these people into, you know increasingly smaller areas mm-hmm. and and warm moist or just warm areas are like prime for things to grow and creep recalls yeah. to expand yes bacteria love it yeah i was trying to not just bacteria but you know uh things like mosquitoes and oh, other insects ticks, yeah they that's Huge what they problem with ticks, so. now now imagine there's 24 million refugees moving to an area and granted they're not all condensed in one you know one spot but let's say five thousand of them are mm-hmm. all it takes is a couple of people to get sick with something before it spreads yeah and like disease crazy disease spreads quick look at things like the bubonic plague that was such a problem because poor sanitation people living in crammed quarters and next thing you know a third of europe is is dead uh, hey, vaccines are sorcery, so. Yeah, we, we, we covered disease <laughs> in, in a previous episode on vaccines, so I would check that out. Yeah. There are a lot of issues with um, some of the proposals made for climate reform and climate change. Um, I don't necessarily think one answer um, or one solution is like a one-size-fits-all uh, scenario. I think it's going to be a lot of... A lot of changes that need to be made, um, and quickly. We don't really have all the time that people think we do. Where do you, where do you see climate reform heading? And do you think that this is something we can get a grasp on, or do you think we're we're kind of boned? Because I I think we're boned and yeah. not in a good way. Yeah, yeah, no, not in a good way. As much as I would like to believe that we'd be able to pull it together, and I know there's a lot of people out there who are behind this cause and really addressing climate change, there's like just as many or like just a lot louder people who aren't and for some reason are just so against making this a healthier planet. Worst case scenario, right? Worst case, scientists are wrong. All of the world scientists practically are simultaneously wrong and... Climate change isn't the issue that we think it is, right? Let's let's pretend that's the scenario. What is the consequence of, you know, making these reformations and making these changes? Well, that's what I said before. Oh my God! Whoops! We're breathing cleaner air. We're drinking cleaner water. Oh my God! We have better better crop yields because we're using more natural fertilizers. Like, it's crazy. And I don't know for someone to th- think that that's a terrible thing, then like. I'm curious, what do you stand for? Like, what do you think is a good thing? Coal. <laughs> Let's Gotta be... love that black lung, Pa. 
Oh, okay. Uh, it's from a movie. I, I don't care. It's grounds for me to end this episode. Please. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Please subscribe and leave a review uh, on Apple Podcasts. It's a small thing, but it means a whole lot to us. You can also find links to our Facebook and Twitter on our website at justnascience.com. While you're there, sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive bonus episodes and read extra blog posts. And you can also submit questions or topics for future episodes. And speaking of future episodes, we'd love for you to send us lies your parents told you when you were younger. Home remedies that either worked or were totally fake. Yeah, we, we have a few segments that we want to introduce to give it kind of a preview of the type of thing we're looking for. Um, a lie my mom told me and continues to believe is that if you're on the phone during a thunderstorm, you can get electrocuted. And I tried to explain it to her. Our phone was cordless. <laughs> well, so thanks everyone for listening. And don't forget, we put out new episodes every other Tuesday. Later, nerds. Later, gators. <laughs>